Hi, welcome. This is Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. This podcast is a reprise edition of one that broadcast in December of last year on chisels, so please forgive the holiday references. Sit back, enjoy. We'll be bringing you new episodes come September. Thanks very much for listening. Hello and welcome. This is Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Our podcast today is entitled Chiseled. We are not referring to my features. No, not my chiseled looks. Mine are rounder. No, uh, we are referring to the to the word chisel, to the tool chisel. It's a fascinating thing, these tools we use in the shop. Their importance, consider their importance to us, the woodworkers, and to you, the gift giver this holiday season. Um, consider, just for a moment, just consider the word itself, chiseled. It does refer to some features of some individuals. It can also mean, um, I got chiseled out of something. I got someone stuck their hand in my pocket. I got rooked. I got cheated. I got wedged out of my cash somehow, chiseled. And yes, noun and verb, it can be a uh, chisel, a tool, and a chisel, the verb to cut and pair. Interesting word. And one of the more important tools in the shop. And so it is as I will regale you with, uh, the tool for every woodworker this holiday season. Let's continue our study of the word chisel. It is my contention. It is my considered idea that every tool in the shop, except for the hammer, is a wedge of some sort. Hear me out. Every cutting tool that we have has a wedge shape. You consider a saw blade. It has a angled tooth. Uh, if it's a rip blade, it is uh, cut straight across like a chisel. Uh, if it is a cross-cut blade, it has a 60-degree angle cut on it. Still chisel shape. And so we have those chisels in our saws. We have them in our rasps and our files and our floats of various uh, consistencies. Um, we certainly have them in our chisels and gouges, those tools. They're all wedges. These are all wedge-shaped tools that we use for cutting. And then you consider some of the other tools that uh, that sit on my, my tool wallet, screwdriver. Oh, wedge-shaped, absolutely. Many of the uh, other tools that I, that I use have a wedge to hold them tight or in place. Even the hammer, the mallet that I that I use has a wedge in it to hold it firm. The sandpaper I use is a million tiny wedges glued onto a piece of paper. The wedge, it's so important in the shop. Every machine that we have, the, the, uh, the table saw, the band saw, any of our saws have that wedge-shaped tooth, uh, our sanders, uh, the drill bits have a wedge shape in order to cut. All of our cutting is done with this wedge shape. I, I just think it's it's so apparent. So, 
The wedge is it. Now, if every tool that we use in the shop is some some form of a wedge, except the hammer, uh, which are the ones that we should pay attention to? Those chisels, um, in particular, and. It, I guess I'll, I'll start by telling you my history with them. I had uh, a set, a few I got from my from my dad, and they were bench chisels, bevel edge, not in terrific shape. And then I got, uh, I bought some uh, old Stanley's uh, plastic handles, and they, they were okay. Uh, but back in, back when I started, back uh, oh, mid seventies, I found these um, catalogs, and I could buy a chisel for four or five bucks. And, I would buy these uh, marples, firmer chisels is what they were called, and they look sort of like a mortising chisel. And they have a uh, hoop at the end so that you can beat on them without mushrooming the, the handle end, and they've got a leather washer that acts as a shock absorber. It's very much like a mortising chisel. Well, it's smaller. It doesn't have a uh, rectangular uh, shape it is uh, tapering towards the tip a little bit, but square sides, and I use it for all sorts of chopping, and I tried to use it for paring as well. But I had and I found, um, you know, three or four of these these marples firmer chisels, and those were the ones that I used. But I realized that there were other jobs I couldn't do as well, so I eventually got some paring chisels, and these were Japanese paring chisels wonderful tools, just wonderful tools. And with them, I could do all sorts of fine work, fine cutting, and getting into tighter spots that the firmer chisels could not. The one issue, however, is that I switched from European-style chisel steel to Japanese chisels. And that steel is very different. That steel is laminated steel. And as a result, it has uh, slightly different working qualities, I think, and certainly different in the, in the uh, sharpening of it. <clears throat> and what one must pay attention to is the fact that it is laminated steel. So they put a very hard, expensive steel on the cutting edge, and on top of that, they laminate a softer steel, And uh, because that's not going to be doing any of the actual work. The issue with that is that cutting edge can be a little bit brittle, and so uh, I would always like to put a tiny micro bevel on both my firmer chisels and my Japanese paring chisel just to protect the edge a little bit. Let me clear this up for you. A micro bevel is a very tiny bevel put on the edge, the very edge of the chisel, uh, at a slightly steeper angle. So if I have a 25 degree angle, I put a micro bevel of about 5 degrees on it, and now I have for a 30 second, not even a 30 second of an inch, a hundredth of an inch, I have a slightly thicker edge. That's called a micro bevel. Now, you have a wedge in the shop. That is your chisel. The optimal angle for those chisels is somewhere between a 25 and a 30 degree angle, somewhere in there. Uh, the old British books would say if you're, if you're cutting softwoods, you would have your angle at 25 degrees, and then if you were chopping in hardwoods, you would have it at a 30-degree angle. But who's going to change their chisel angles that that frequently? So I've I've opted for a kind of compromise, mid-range uh, angle of 
27 degrees. And that's what I sharpen all my chisels at. Uh, paring chisel and chopping chisels and plain iron, spokeshave blades, all those cutting tools are sharpened at a 27 degree angle. I happen to put a hollow grind in mine. And one of the things that's fascinating is that when you get your Japanese chisel for the first time, you'll notice that on the back of it, on the flat side, the bottom of it, it's hollowed out. Huh, why is that? Well, that's to make the flattening process simpler. That's that's the first job you have to do when you get your chisel. Tool company, however much that you pay for this chisel, it doesn't do all this work for you. And so it needs to be flattened. And the Japanese chisel with that hollow in there makes the job quicker and simpler. Great. Why not put a hollow grind in the bevel of a chisel? Seems like a reasonable thing to do. And that's what I do. I put a hollow grind in with a grinding wheel into my bevel, which makes it easier to find the angle for honing. And I don't need a honing guide uh, for my chisels to, to keep them sharp. Now I have to back up because, in truth, the Japanese chisels, uh, because of that laminated steel, uh, one year, <laughs> really, this is how it was working, I, I, I was using my Japanese chisel for all sorts of pairing jobs, but I noticed that the angle on it was really shallow, it was, and I measured it, it was like 22 degrees, and I realized that by honing it freehand and not paying attention, I had decreased the angle uh, of, the, of the edge uh, over time because I was wearing away the softer steel on top faster than I was wearing away the harder steel closer to the edge. So you have to pay attention to that with the Japanese chisels, that the angle has to be really set. Those people who are very familiar with Japanese tools, my friend Dale, uh, he does not use a honing, honing guide to help set those uh, angles. He just uses his experience and sure grip. You might opt for a honing guide to keep that angle in place. And I think that's a good idea. But for my other chisels, the other three or four sets I, I may have, I'm not willing to admit to that, but I may have three or four other sets um, I feel very confident I can get the job done with a sure grip and a hollow grind put on by a grinding wheel. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm pretty happy with those results. So I started with firmer chisels. I went to a Japanese parent chisel, which was lovely. And then, uh, oh, golly, I don't know when it was, maybe the early 2000s, uh, Thomas Lee Nielsen came out with his bench chisels. Now, these were a version of the old Stanley 750 uh, bevel edge chisels. And there are a number of ways of referring to this chisel. So bench chisel, bevel edge, socket chisel. The difference between these socket chisels and my, my old uh, plastic handle Stanley's is that they have a tang coming out of the end of the uh, tool steel, and that gets buried in a block of plastic or, or wood. So that tang handle is different than a socket chisel, which has a hole there in the steel, and a wooden handle fits tightly into it. I remember when I first got mine, I couldn't get them to stay tight. And, uh, finally, the guys at Lee Nielsen said, uh, use hairspray. Who knew that those guys use so much hairspray? Nevertheless, um, that does seem to hold them tightly in place if you're having problems keeping your uh, socket chisel handles in place. Spray them with a little hairspray and they'll uh, tend to stick a little bit better. 
mine now stick perfectly through all all the seasons. And those bench chisels really changed my view of the chisels that I would go to the most frequently. And those are the, those are my everyday chisels. I pair with them, I chop with them, I do shaping with them, I can carve with them. Uh, they're well balanced. They have a horn beam handle. And this is sounding like an ad now for for those chisels, but they they were really quite remarkable. Um, I got a, a couple of Stanley 750s and compared those, and they're very nice tools as well. You can find those used. They're a nice beveled edge chisel, bench chisels. Um, I've got a couple of Veritas that are great chisels, and the steel is super hard. Let's talk steel for a little bit. European steel is oil-hardened steel. This is O1 tool steel, and it is heated to, I don't know, 15, 1600 degrees Fahrenheit and then quenched very quickly in an oil bath to harden it, and then it's tempered and blah, blah, blah. Things happen to it. I am no metallurgist. Then air-hardening steel came along uh, for us woodworkers uh, in the version of A2 uh, tool steel, and this stuff... um, is a little bit more consistent in quality, is, is how it was explained to me, that they can get better results with the A2. And so it's a tougher, more resilient steel that also holds an edge longer. It's harder to sharpen. And that's what I really found with the uh, Lee Valley Veritas tools. Tough as nails, really tough, hold an edge for a really great long while, but harder to sharpen uh, because of that A2 tool steel. I haven't tried their new tool steel out yet. That new steel is called uh, PMV11, some proprietary alloy they've come up with. It's supposed to be even tougher than A2. Got to check that one out. Um, But they're still working on the metallurgy. It's a fascinating subject. And as I say, I'm I'm no metallurgist. I just use these things. Um, So the Lee Nielsen and the Veritas tools are both A2, and they're they're terrific. there are also blue spruce chisels and sizes. Oh, my goodness, the number of sizes one can get. I, I always opted for, uh, you know, standard sizes, but then realized that when I got one of the blue spruce tools that uh, this little 16th-inch chisel could come in so handy sometimes. It's so delicate, but it's such a great tool as well. Um, anyway, uh, all of these manufacturers put out some great a2 tool steel chisels and uh, are, are worth checking out. Um, I think one could argue that all those tools that hang on my tool wall, the, the only important ones are the wedges. A hammer I could replace with a rock or another stick. I like having the five that I use on a regular basis, but I really need those cutting tools to, to do that work. And so important in my daily life at the bench. Know, too, that if you give a chisel to the woodworker in your family or your life, they will never feel chiseled. No. Grateful will they be for receiving such a gift. Who doesn't need another chisel? This has been Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Thank you so much for listening. Our website is northwestwoodworking.com. List of classes, and please check out our mastery program. Information on that is available on our website as well. Thanks very much for listening.